Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And my co-host, the Mass Crusader, here is Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. And joining us this week is Matt Stockdale, also known as Big Country. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing well, and we are so glad. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. I mean, we, we are looking forward to this. Um, and we're and this was actually done through the courtesy of mine and Dwaylon's friend. We've known him for uh, we've known him as Chris, but apparently the man is world famous now as Big Fat on TikTok, and he arranged this. And we we definitely got to give him a shout out for that. Yep, we oh, appreciate yeah. it very much. Yep. So uh, before we get started, Matt, I just want to give everybody our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us with any kind of show suggestions, any kind of feedback, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. We're on Instagram at also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. And we're, we have a YouTube channel, which we're going to be uploading content to soon, I promise. It'll probably just be audio, but we'll, we will upload stuff to that. But for your listening pleasure, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Amazon Music, Google Play. Google Play. You can find us on Podbay. Just about anywhere you can you can listen to a podcast. You can find us. Just Google the name Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast, and you'll be able to find us. And we are also on TikTok. That's the newest thing. Also at Armchair Booking Podcast. You know, so Dwayland, don't forget anything. No, nope, you got it. Yeah, see, Matt, I have to have Dwayland. You know, um, he has to check to make sure. You know, because I, I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do this without him. So. <laughs> My wife has to keep me in check too, so it's all good. Oh yeah, we also have wives as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Matt, tell us something about yourself. I mean, how long have you been in the, the wrestling business? Well, um, I'm 32. I uh, grew up in Arkansas. Uh, I've been a wrestling fan, man, ever since I was in a car seat. My dad remembers them setting me in front of a car seat or in the car seat in front of the TV and me going nuts seeing Hogan and Warrior and Savage and then him flipping over to WCW in the early 90s and me going crazy to see Sting. Um, so, I mean, my first match that I can remember watching over and over was Sting Flair from Great American Bash 1990. Oh, That was a great match. <laughs> when Sting gets his first world title. Still watch that match today. Um, I moved from Arkansas to Missouri um, in late 2008. I want to say it was probably late September, early October. Um, I trained with Harley Race for about a month. Um, broke my um, ankle in a accident. Got out of training. Got out of just depression hit and right now depression is a topic no one really wants to talk about until something happens so if you do have that friend that battles with depression reach out ask if you can do something um lost my grandmother lost my mom within like a an eight month span so i really didn't have that urge to watch wrestling get involved with any local independent scenes do security or anything like that um it was probably about 2000 late 2010 when i started watching again so i mean i missed a lot of stuff um right there um slowly started going to indie shows uh just as a fan um Metro Pro Wrestling in Kansas City was a great one here in, in the Kansas, Missouri area. Uh, Chris Goff, who ran that, was just mine for the business. He was he worked for WWF at the time during the Attitude Era um, as a writer, and he got to work alongside DX and the whole like Katie Vick storyline and all that stuff. So. Um, but I slowly got back into it about 2018. Um, wrestled um, for a memorial or not a memorial show, a benefit show here in Topeka, Kansas, uh, for a local wrestler named uh, Tommy Snow. And then the next night, I debuted with Midwest Elite Wrestling. 
Um, I did have a couple matches in 2017. That is where the shiny gold belt behind me is from. Um, local backyard wrestler, he called me up. I knew it was crap. I still went. Um, he didn't offer. He failed to pay me, so I have his belt still. No, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, a lot of local promotions they go through like um, AJ belts and stuff like that to get their titles, and that's just a, a cheap world heavyweight title that he got. So he failed to pay me. He left out a bunch of guys and didn't want to pay them. So I still have his belt. Uh, well, I'll start with, um, in December of 18, I, um, full time, I started wrestling for Midwest elite wrestling, um, based in Kansas, um, worked with guys there, um, been doing just the local scene here in Kansas. Um, love it. I'm growing a fan base every day. Um, I love what I do. So. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, that's that, awesome. that always, yeah, I, mean, I think Dwayne, that, wouldn't you agree? That always helps. I mean, if you love what you're doing, that's going to help you get better and better. Absolutely. I mean, my wife is behind me 100%. She, we bought our house and she goes, Hey, I want you to have a, a room where you can go and you can do your stuff. So, I mean, what better place? I have pictures behind me. Uh, before we start recording, I showed you guys some of the stuff that I have. Um, and I have figurines from when I was a kid. I collect, still collect figurines. Um, but this is where I do all my booking stuff. This is where if a promoter messages me, I do all my stuff right here in my um, office here. Oh, wow. Um, so besides the one championship you showed us, which by the way, um, there's, I don't know if you have heard the story. Uh, have you ever heard of, heard of Avalanche Buzz Tyler? Um, I've heard the name. Um, I want to say he's a local guy there in Kentucky, correct? Uh, no, actually he was a guy. He actually, he started at, oddly enough, I think he actually started wrestling around Kansas city in the central States area, but okay. yeah, but he was big there and he came to the middle of the area. Cause I actually grew up mostly in North Carolina before I moved to Kentucky uh, when I was a teenager, and that's where I met Dwayne and Chris. And he, at one point, he was the Mid Atlantic champion, you know, for Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay. And then all of a sudden, he he just disappeared. And I was always wondering what's going to what happened to him. And then I saw him on a, a a local car commercial for a TV station that was coming out of South Carolina, because that's where he was from, was Rock Hill, South Carolina. And he was holding the Mid Atlantic belt, which is one of the coolest belts ever, too, by the way. But he he was holding that belt. And they were actually addressing him as the Mid-Atlantic champion, Avalanche Buzz Tyler. And then, of course, I didn't know what was going on. And they said, okay, we're going to have a new Mid-Atlantic champion. They didn't address him. They never mentioned him again by name. Turns out he had a pay dispute with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, wow. And he left with the belt. He's like, you don't want to pay me? Well, I'm taking the belt with me. <laughs> so, and, and I, I, yeah, that belt is one of the coolest, my, one of my personal favorite belts. Yeah, um, I like some of the older belts, um, like the um, Georgia Tag Titles. Um, I I really like those, the older ones. Um, I like the um, old Southern Heavyweight Title. Okay. Um, and one one of my personal favorites, besides like the ten pounds of gold, is the Missouri Heavyweight Title. Um, oh, that's going back a ways. Yeah, I mean, Flair held it. Race, uh, Geigel even held it. Um, so I mean, and then um, going to Metro Pro Wrestling in Kansas City from like 2015 to about, um, I want to say late 17 or so, um, because they had got bought out by a guy here in. Kansas City area, excuse me, um, by the name of Major Baisden, and he thought that he could create a new NWA kind of, but he called it the NWL, 
And so he was getting guys um, like Sammy um, Six Guns from Denver, who you would now know him as Dak Draper if you watch Ring of Honor. I do. I know I know exactly who that is. Um, yeah. So Major was bringing in some of these local independent talents and giving them contracts. Um, have you guys watched any of the, the New Japan um, stuff that they was doing during quarantine? Yes, I watched some of that, yeah. Um, I, Logan I and Sterling Regal, the Regal twins, are from Kansas City. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, I got to watch them in Metro Pro, and then I got to work with them because I, I did security, and I trained a little bit with NWL. Okay. Um, but I would do shows for NWL, and then, like, um, I mean, I still watch so much independent stuff. I would watch a lot of SWE Fury out of Texas um, because I know a lot of the guys on there. I know um, Ryan Mantel, who also goes by uh, Moonshine Mantel, and Maverick, who's in the Kansas City area as well, um, Niles Plonke, um, Miranda Gordy, um, some of the Nigel Rabbit, who is a great heel manager. Hey, Matt, your sound has dropped. Your, your sound has dropped. Still can't hear you. There, up, up. Say something. Me? Yep, there you go. Now I hear you. Yeah, that was weird because all of a sudden your sound dropped. Okay. Uh, go ahead, though. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've worked with so many guys um, when I did security work uh, for NWL. But um, if it wasn't for me getting my foot back in the door as a fan and then working with stuff, I don't think I'd be in it still. Man, you – whew. Joellen, why does it feel like we're kind of sitting under a learning tree? I know, right? <laughs> Trust me. What knowledge I do have has nothing compared to some of the guys that I've got to meet and just pick their brains just a little bit. Wow. Because, um, Steve, if you uh, were Facebook friends yes, um, after the conversation with Big Fat, um, you can literally go through my pictures and there's pictures of the who's who of legends. I mean, Tommy Dreamer, Jim Cornette, the late, great, beautiful Bobby, mm. Richard, uh, Ricky Morton. So, I mean, I have pictures with a lot of guys, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. Hey, Dwayne, are you feeling a little jealous? Yes. <laughs> yeah oh man that is that is so awesome that you've been able to experience that i mean um because like you said and i think i can tell you're still motivated too because i can tell being a fan will keep you motivated you know to, to get oh, yeah. that excitement I, yeah, I, can tell, I can tell the passion that you have for it just the way you know just you describing things to us i can tell you've, you've got that true passion for wrestling um i the earliest like memory of setting in a crowd that I can remember again, I grew up in Arkansas. So I grew up in a small town and um, I, we didn't have wrestling in our town. So if we wanted wrestling, we had to either go to Little Rock or we had to go to like Fort Smith or Fayetteville if they had a show, but WCW did a, house show excuse me in the early 90s at Tucker Coliseum in Russellville and I remember and it was a, it was around the time that Ron Simmons was the heavyweight champion so late 92 yeah so the lady behind us get and I'm two maybe three gets my dad's attention and i'm sitting on my dad's lap i'm 
like looking over his shoulder. And about four rows behind us is Mick Foley as Captain Jack. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, bang, 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 bang. Oh, and I'm playing guns with Cactus Jack. (laughs) I met Cactus Jack in probably 2012 when he was doing his comedy shows in Kansas City. I told him that story. Didn't tell him. He's Russellville, Arkansas. (laughs) What? I'm like, dude, you've been hit in the head more times than anything. And you remember that? Like, that blows my mind. Well, actually, all the interviews I've ever seen with Mick Foley, um, it actually really doesn't surprise me because he would remember, hey, a kid – you know, was doing that. I mean, cause he seems like a really stand up positive kind of guy, you know, I can't hear you. I didn't hear oh, you. Um, th- talking about Foley. Um, I said, he seems like a really positive stand up kind of guy. So it really, it doesn't really surprise me that he would remember that because you know, those are good things to remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have so many. We lost you again. Lost you again. Nothing. There we go. I just now hear something. Okay. My internet's a little wonky. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm still a student of professional wrestling. The term sports entertainer. Granted, I haven't got to that level of a WWE. When I get there, I'll probably use that term. But right now, I don't. When I meet somebody, I'm, I say I'm a pro wrestler. Right. Wow. So, in addition to the one championship you were talking about where the guy didn't, didn't pay you, uh, what's the other championship you were telling us about earlier? Um, let me grab that. So this right here is the MEW Mid-Continental Championship. Um, MEW was a local company. Um, A group of guys was going to start a company. Um, One of the guys ended up backing out, saying he didn't have the money, had family issues or something. Some other guys got brought in. They created it. Um, I want to say early um, in March of 19, a guy named Johnny Rocco, um, who wrestles in Illinois, Saint around the St. Louis area. Excuse me. Um, he also um, has a group called the Silver Mountain Mafia. Um with a couple guys from the Missouri area called uh, Jake Prater. Um, I don't know if you've heard that name. That name but, uh, sounds familiar. They, uh, it... Him and his uh, partner right now, um, Sid, I uh, can't remember Sid's last name, but they call themselves the Midwest Mercenaries. A great tag team. I do not hold them guys down for any second. Those guys are a great tag team. Those guys probably weigh over 250 pounds a piece. Great tag team. They're bigger guys. They know how to move in the ring. Do not put nothing past them. I think right now they hold three different companies' titles throughout wow. the throughout the throughout Missouri and Illinois. So yeah, they great talent, great athletes. Um, but Johnny Rocco won the title um, in March of 19 for Midwest Elite Wrestling. Um, at the time, yep, there we go. I'm okay, you, so sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You, you know what happens. Uh, 
I think the last thing I heard was at the time. At the time, this was not the current design. And this is a five-plate belt from Pro-Am Belts. I mean, it's it's a heavy belt. It's a beautiful belt. Um, the promoters at the time, they was using a championship that had no company markings on it. Didn't even say Mid-Continental. Some of the comp- some of the promoters they came to me. They said, "Hey, we need some help." So i i did a I did a duty. I helped the company out. I fronted the money. I got the belt made. We talked over the design. I helped them out. So, long story short, about June, the title became vacant after an event. They make the announcement, hey, we're going to do a fatal four-way anything goes match in September for the vacant Mid-Continental title. In front of, I think, 100 people, maybe, I walked out with the championship. September 28th will be two years since I won that title. Granted, I defended it in late December of 19, COVID hit. I haven't been able to defend the title. Right. Granted, I do business. You business wrestling is a politic. Mm-hmm. No matter where you look at, look at it. You can go back through history. I mean, look at the flair title changes that he did in Trinidad, and all of a sudden he had the belt back because yeah. of the politics and wanting to make sure he stayed alive. And everything. The um, the promoter at the time, Brandon Gomez, passed away during COVID. Oh. Brandon never did me wrong. Um, love the man to death. I still say a prayer for his family every time I do a show. If I do a show and I have multiple matches, my wife will find me outside of the venue and say a prayer with me before I go through that curtain. Um, so um, the promotion has said that um, the title is now vacant. The title's no existent and everything. I don't know what to do. So the belt's staying with me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I mean, one of the guys doesn't know how to do business. Um, he has his hand in like eight or nine other businesses that he thinks he can juggle everything. Honestly, he can't. We can't see, we can't trust each other inside or outside of the ring. So I don't work with him. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know, you know sometimes things like that happen. I mean, um, cause I've always considered myself very fortunate to have Dwaylon as one of my closest friends for the past you know 30 years. Yeah. Um, yeah well i mean i look at some of the guys that i've wrestled with uh i mean have you guys seen any tennessee wrestling lately like uh um, no not lately so there's a guy his name is the space cowboy jason jones heard of him yes jason jones has been a veteran of this business for two decades at least if not more I got to wrestle him in 2019 for the Southern heavyweight title. That man took me underneath his wing and walked me through a match in the ring. We, you hear guys say, Oh, we went over the finish in the back. We did this, this, this. I didn't even know the finish of that match. Oh, wow. But it was a dusty finish. He positioned himself in the ring for his foot to be underneath the bottom rope when I pinned him. Match restarted, low blow. He rose me up, one, two, three. He keeps the belt. I owe everything that I have right now in this business to Jason Jones. If there's a problem that he sees of me in the ring, he he will let me know. Same with Derek Stone. Derek Stone... 
was an he did um, dark matches for WWE. He um, back in the nineties, he's wrestled for uh, Rocky Mountain Pro, Metro Pro, um, all these different companies. And if he sees any one of us guys do something wrong, he will correct us in the back. And it's not, oh, I'm going to put my foot up your ass. Sorry for my language. But he will correct us in the back. Hey, you did that hip toss sloppy. You did this long. So there are still veterans of the game in the locker rooms, no matter where you look. Right. Um, I'm fortunate enough this Saturday, September 18th, to get to work with an ECW original. Um, do you remember the Baldies? Or no, yes. uh, Angel Medina. Yes, I do. I get to work. Mm. I get to work at in a show with Angel Medina. That's amazing. So, um, I mean, if there's any listeners out, um, OCW Wrestling in Topeka. Man, we're making sure Topeka gets back on the map. Topeka was the hotbed for wrestling in the 70s and 80s, and even in the 60s. We want to bring that back. Yeah, what does OCW stand for? Because I actually saw saw your advertisements, and I was looking going, I can't find what the O and the C stand for. I want to say it um, stands for Oakland Championship Wrestling. Okay. Um, here, here in Topeka, we have different neighborhoods. Um, so we have like an Oakland community we have a high crest community. Um, so each it's almost like a neighborhood. So um, OCW we believe stands for Oakland championship wrestling. Okay. But I mean, we have guys um, coming in for that show. Um, I want to say, um, Bl- um, I cannot talk tonight. Brian blade who run, uh, who, um, uh, does um mwa who does shows in nebraska iowa wisconsin chicago and stuff um i mean he just right now he's doing a full tour with cowboy james storm on his shows that's awesome he's he's um he's done shows uh for ocw um a guy named tommy snow who pretty much adopted the character of al snow um comes out with a head it's pretty much like al snow's long lost cousin (laughs) um tommy is a great guy um he's a veteran of the game he sits behind scenes he if there's something we did he helps us um tommy we did a show back for him in 2018 he had to step away from the business um he was diagnosed with ms so um i I love Tommy Snow to death. He's an amazing cook. He has pictures all over the time on Facebook of his cooking. So, oh, MS, yeah that that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, where all have you been able to travel to? Because I mean, it sounds like you've actually done quite a bit of traveling. So, um, actually, the uh, backyard um, thing. Happened right there in Louisville, Kentucky. Really? Outside of Louisville. Um, there was probably like 75 fans. It was in a little bitty gym. This ring was not even, I want to say it was like a 14 by 14 ring. This ring was small. I get there. I mean, I rented a car and drove from Lawrence, Kansas, mm-hmm. all the way to Louisville. Two days before my 10-year high school reunion, dude puts me in two matches. He goes, the night's yours, kid. I was like, like, I'll do it. I'll do everything by the book. I'll do what the promoter tells me. My thing is, is if I'm coming from Kansas to Kentucky, I'm going to question you why you want to put your championship on me. One, I'm still breaking into the business as a competitor. Two, you're putting your major championship on me. Not guaranteeing me to come back. So there's a lot of red flags. 
but at the end of the day, championship's still with me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've been to Kentucky, uh, wrestled in Kansas. I've wrestled a show in Nebraska. Um, I'm hoping to get my license um, in Oklahoma, um, travel do, to do some more stuff in Arkansas. Um, looking to get my license in Kentucky. I didn't know you had to have a license back then um, to do that show because no one told us. <laughs> um, so I am looking to do um, branch out um, and do some more stuff um, and get my foot going again. Um, I actually want to try to go to Oklahoma and uh, work with Sam Stackhouse. Um, if you guys haven't heard that name, um, Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona actually defended the uh, GCW title in Vegas against this guy. Oh, really? This guy stands probably 6'6", probably 450, if not more. The dude moves like a cruiserweight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Wait, the dude has literally flipped over the top rope and went through a table with another guy on the table. Yeah, this dude is big. I mean, I stand six foot five and I weigh about 420. But when I tell people I weigh 420, they're like, nah, dude, mm. you don't weigh 420. But I do. Ooh, uh, Dwayne, how big is Terrence, your brother? He is six, five and a half, uh, probably 350. <laughs> so, um, yeah, about saying I'm I'm six one or just a hair under six one now because I've shrunk a little bit. I'm about three twenty. And Dwaylen, what's yours? If you don't mind me asking you. Oh, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, five eleven. Uh, because I've shrunk a lot over the years. Uh, five eleven. Uh, two fifty seven. Last time I weighed. Yep. So you're making us. You're you're making us seem small there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry. Oh no, you're fine, man. <laughs> You're almost there with, uh, with your co-host there. You know today is National Ball Day, right? I did not know that. Yeah. Yes, I saw it on ta- on Facebook. Today, today is National Ball Headed Day. <laughs> oh wow! And well, I mean, I used to keep my head shaved all the way down to the skin, but I mean, I was in the military at the time, so I had to keep it short. And once my hairline started cruising, you can see the reflection now, actually. I mean, you got that whole <laughs> going on, so. Yeah, you know, so I got I got the whole skullet thing happening. Um, now I haven't cut my hair. It's been almost four years. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if you can really see mine. Mine will be different come Saturday before my wrestling show. Excuse me. Um, I will be getting back my mohawk um one of my favorite tag teams just like almost anybody that grew up in the 80s early 90s was the road warriors yep so um yesterday was uh joe larinitis road warrior animal his birthday birthday yep uh god rest his soul great man i got to meet him a couple times i've worked i've even worked with his son-in-law on a show uh jaden roller um, so that was, that was real cool. I got to meet him a couple of times. So I do, I do have his autograph. It's just not hung up. I still got a, I still got a box right here by my, uh, by my computer chair that needs to be hung up. Wow. I, I mean, uh, but I, I met the road warriors once and unfortunately I made, I kind of ticked Hawk off and he wanted to beat me up in the, in the Narita international airport in Tokyo. And so, and then I found out later on that Hawk kind of had a temper. So if the, the man, if the man, if you saw him smoking somewhere, cause he smoked, that was actually the first thing that shocked me was he smoked. Orton used to smoke. Randy Orton used to smoke cigarettes. I, I knew Randy Orton used, used to, um, um, but Hawk was smoking right where you, you know, the entrance where you get on the plane. And I was actually going to ask him for an autograph, but then, and at the time I also smoked, but then I saw that the only thing that came out of my mouth was, Dude, you can't smoke here. And he didn't even look at me. He said to me, Are you airport security? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, honestly, was, yeah. hearing some of the Hawk stories, that doesn't surprise me. And the funny thing is, is uh, in this box, I pulled out a signed Hardcore Holly. Okay. And a Brian Pillman Jr. 
out of this box. So, uh, I mean, I love the art of professional wrestling. Um, I mean, my wife will catch me. My wife will catch me um, listening to Dusty promos, Flair promos, um, Steamboat promos, early Steamboat promos. Um, uh, granted, he he wasn't the the best when he was a tag team with Jay Youngblood, but he still had that charisma. Yeah. So I I do I do watch and listen to a lot of older stuff like in the eighties. I do study a lot of that. You watch any Jake Roberts promos? Yes. So Jake Roberts used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Because I hated snakes. And that's still one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate snakes. (laughs) But just his demeanor and the way that he sounds diabolical and and stuff, it it just captivates me. Yes, Um, me too. but right now, I'm I work as the baby face. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, for the longest time, I would get the crowd behind me and get the kids going. I would come out to a Little Nas X Old Town Road. Okay, okay, okay. So as soon as those kids were here, take my horse to the Old Town Road. Man, they would pop up out of their seat and they'll start dancing. <laughs> well, when you see a six five, four hundred pound guy coming down. And he's clapping, uh, high-fiving kids and everything. It gets the parents excited, too. Yeah, yeah. Because they remember how they was when they was a kid getting to meet their idols. Right. So, And the cool thing is, is there's pictures on Facebook. And, Stephen, I don't know if you saw this. But the night that I won the Mid-Continental title, I brought four fans in the ring with me. Were they kids? The- kids. Okay, I did see that picture because I thought maybe they were your kids. Nope. Uh, me and my wife, we've only been married for almost two months now. Um, she knew nothing about professional wrestling until she got with me. She could tell you every almost every member of the Fabulous Freebirds, even Iceman King Parsons. Oh. He was a Freebird member. That's right. Um. She can even tell you the last surviving Von Eric, which is Kevin. Kevin. Yep. yep. Um, she knew nothing about it. Um, and here's a funny story, and she'll probably hate me for telling this. The night that we actually started dating, um, we met August. We started talking August 2nd of 2020. We was married not even a year later. Um, the night that we actually started dating, I was in the Thunderdome for a WWE pay-per-view. Really? My dad calls me and says, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm in the Thunderdome. What's up? He goes, oh, nothing. I think I saw you. I said, well, I mean, yeah, I'm in the Thunderdome, but I'm also sitting here with my girlfriend. I get off the phone and she looks over at me and she goes, so I'm your girlfriend? <laughs> I said, well, if you want to be. And we got engaged on December 19th of 2020. And we got married on July 4th. Or no, not July 4th. July 24th. So if you take that 724, turn it around. Who has a championship? Yep. Yep. There you go. She incorporated. Can't hear you. There, there we go. You're back. Okay. okay. So we have a 24-7 title with our names on it. The side plates say Matthew and Emily. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. And we, had, and we had it setting at our reception for people to take pictures with. And we actually took a toy ring we actually went and bought a an aew ring 
and didn't put no stickers on it or nothing. And her favorite wrestler right now is Nia Jax. Okay. And I've and here lately I've been a big Braun Strowman fan because Braun's a a big guy. He just throws people around the ring. Mm-hmm. Now look, so we got a Nia figurine to represent her, and then a Braun figurine to represent me. And we had them standing across the ring from each other, and that was on top of our card box for people that uh, give us cards for, as our wedding. That's cool. <laughs> wow. So, That's so cool. And um, if it wasn't for my wife, um, honestly, I've, again, depression's no laughing matter. Um, I've battled with depression probably for the last 10 years, but here lately I've, I found my rock and that is my wife. Um, I love her to death and I know she loves me and, and to see her family get involved and actually come to the show and, their her family is actually coming to their first wrestling show uh, this Saturday, so I'm really excited. Oh well, yeah, yeah, that's awesome that you're able to find what's essentially your soulmate. Um, yeah, yeah, you because know, my wife and I we've been married now for uh, 22 years, and you know, same thing. I battled depression as well. I mean, I've actually been diagnosed with a little bit of PTSD. Uh, Joellen, I know we've actually talked about, you know, you and I kind of swapped our stories about depression and anxiety. So yeah, brother, we yeah. definitely understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so wow, dude. I mean, you, um, I mean, you see, you sound like you're very humble, so you probably, you might not agree with me, but it sounds like you've led a very, very charmed life in something that, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, no. I mean, wow. Um, You've had a lot of experiences, man. That's awesome. Um, right now in the stage of my life, I am very humble. Um, but that is not where I came from. Um, growing up, I was fifth of six kids. Um, okay. Mom and dad worked 40 hours a week to try to give us kids everything. Um, could not. So there was a lot of times that we had to go without. Um, I I was hit by a car twice when I was a kid. I was wow. in the crossing um, on my bicycle both times. I had the right of way. I got hit. Um, did a lot of damage to one of my knees. Um, so there's times that when it gets super cold in Kansas, I can feel it like three days before it happens. Um but I don't let that stop me. Um, I, um, I, I am humbled from what I learned as a child. Um, I love my siblings. Um, when I was in 10th grade, um, or somewhere between my 11th and 12th grade year, I want to say, um, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. So that, that hit reality real hard for me. Um, and when she passed in 2009, again, I, I quit watching wrestling. That was something that we did together. Right. And back in this, back in the late fifties, early sixties, her, her dad was a wrestler. He wasn't very big as a wrestler. He didn't make it to the names of, of like a Harley race or a Ric Flair guys like that, but he knew Harley. And I always got to hear these stories from my grandma about my grandfather. That was kind of cool, but I'm very humble of the, the, the upbringing that I had. Um, I still have a good relationship with my father. Um, we talk, if he goes to a yard sale, a flea market, he'll call me, Hey, guess what I found? I found some WCW race cars, or I found the sting figurine or something cool. Um, and I'll do the same thing. If I go to a a shop, like I'm a, we're huge chiefs fans. I love, I love my football. I love the chiefs. I love the Arkansas Razorback. And I actually went and I, Got a replica awesome. Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I, I, um, I would 
honestly, Matt, I'd probably appreciate it more if I wasn't part of the Raider Nation, but that's still nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is, that is pretty cool. I mean, Kingdom, baby, Kingdom. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this flag right here is signed by the guy that we beat yesterday in Kareem Hunt. So I mean, wow. Um, but no, I'm very humble um, of my upbringing. Um, I reflect on that every day. Um, honestly, I I love the life that God has given me. I thank God every day um, for my wife, for the church that I go to. Um, I mean, how many pastors will mention Ric Flair, Andre the Giant, or even talk about how he grew up in the Dallas area and loved going to the sportatorium. Wow. So I actually just surprised our pastor the other day with a world-class shirt that WWE is selling on their shop right now. So I surprised him with that and he was happy. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Oh, Um, so besides, I know you were talking about this coming Saturday, you have, uh, you have a match coming up. Is there anything else that you have upcoming? Um, well, this Saturday, I actually have two matches um, that I know of. Um, I'm going to be in the, uh, Joe John Memorial battle Royal. Um, it is a battle Royal for the, um, the promoter, his, um, cousin, his, his uncle, um, that helped him a lot. Um, with his company um, passed away. So they're honoring him. Um, And then um, Saturday, we're also um, um, remembering uh, Midnight Rose. Uh, Midnight Rose was a uh, wrestling manager for a guy named Mr. Fitness 2. And he, he worked for WWE as a, um, or, won't won't really say work for WWE. He he started a website called uh, WrestleCrap. I want to say it was. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that site. Yeah, um, yeah. His name was uh, Blade Braxton. Okay, I've heard so that he, name before. Yeah, he went by the name of Midnight Rose. So when he so when Starcast got started with AW and and everything. He took the whole, he has the cheerleading outfit for Katie Vick. (laughs) Oh, wow. So he had taken it to StarCast and all these like other different wrestling shows and everything like that. So we're going to honor him. um, And his thing with some of the boys was going to Godfather's Pizza. And Godfather's Pizza is almost one of those pizza places where you never hear of anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to surprise some of the boys and I'm going to take them some Godfather's pizza before the show. Um, but I do know that I'm going to be in a triple threat match, um, this Saturday. Um, I do know that one of the participants is, uh, Kenny zombie Jones, which a great athlete, a great wrestler. Um, I do know, um, the hundred proof redneck Bubba Sutton was supposed to be in that match with us. Um, but he had to have um, his his appendix uh, removed, so he's currently on the sh- shelf. And I've wrestled Bubba a couple times, and he's given me some of the a couple great matches. Well, if you ever get a chance uh, to come out to Cincinnati, because I actually live about thirty miles east of Cincinnati now, it's where uh, my wife is actually from, this little town of Mount Orb, Ohio. And when I retired from the Air Force, this is where we ended up moving, and it just uh, two days ago on Saturday, I went down to Ludlow, Kentucky, which is, you know, one, it's a, considered a suburb of Cincinnati. And I watched part of the Northern Wrestling Federation. And Roger Ruffin, he's the gentleman who actually runs that. Uh, he, longtime wrestler, then he became a referee for the WWF. And he, he, was, uh, he was a referee in WrestleMania 8. He refereed the oh, match. Wow. Yeah, the first match between Shawn Michaels and Tito Santana. And I know later on. I that was he, a great match. Yeah, it was. Uh, and even better than that, he was also the referee for Piper and Hart for the Intercontinental title. Oh, man. That, that's one of my top 10 favorite matches. Yeah. So and even Brett will say that that's a great match. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they always put on a pretty solid show. Uh, and 
the the main event actually they had a special guest referee it was wildcat chris harris and, oh wow yeah yeah so if you ever get a chance uh to i, I don't know if I don't know how it works as far as like, okay, I'm here, you know, maybe, you know, if I want to, if you want to wrestle for somebody else, even like a splash, I don't know how that all works, but. Well, the thing with the independent scene is, I mean, we're all our own person. Right. Um, I mean, I got guys that work for AEW. I know guys that have done stuff with them. I mean, I know Floyd, I know Frego Del Sol. Do you really? Uh, Yeah. That's awesome. I got to, uh, he, he came up to a, um, NWL taping for us. Um, he, he rode with somebody else and they asked him if he had his gear and he goes, well, yeah, that's the number one wolf rule for wrestlers is you always take your gear. And so, um, I became friends with him. I talked to him multiple times and I even messaged him. I was like, Hey man, congratulations. You deserve it. You've worked your butt off. Um, but I mean, I got friends that just done worked for the NWA for the 73 anniversary. I mean, shoot, I've even I've met and talked to the NWA World's Champion Trevor Murdoch. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I actually I watched that pay per view. That was a really really good show. And like even on the Empower pay per view, I I got to work with Marty Bell in NWL. Um, I got to work with shows with um, uh, Miranda Gordy, who is incredible. Um, the sky's the limit for her. Um, I mean, the list goes on of people that I can sit here and name. But um, if there's anyone out there and they want to ins- experience Kansas wrestling, there's so many names. Um, there's names on lists that that people will be like, man, I don't know that person, but I want to check them out. Um, Shane Sanders, he's a great blue-collar wrestler. Um, just tough, hard-hitting wrestler here in Kansas. Um, Flex Reed, the natural Flex Reed. Um, great wrestler. I got to wrestle him a couple times. Um, Billy Simmons as a promoter couldn't be any um, proud to have done some work for him. Um, there's just so many people that I could name. Wow. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you for like contact different for any kind of bookings, how would they do that? Uh, right now, Facebook is probably the best uh, bet. They can go to Big Country Matt Stockdale on Facebook, um, and they can message me that way. Um, my personal email is on there, but if they do message that page, it's not only me that gets that. It is my wife. Um, my wife will let me know if there's any bookings coming in, and if we can make that and we can make something work, we will. Oh, fantastic. And I know you also, in addition to your Facebook, I know you, you also have an Instagram because right before we started the interview, I got a notification that you had followed uh, the <laughs> podcast Instagram page. Yes. Uh, um, on Instagram, it's Stockdale52. Um, I haven't opened it back up um, quite yet to public, um, but I do still post wrestling stuff on there. Um, but I mean, if anybody wants to, like my Instagram, go ahead, request it. Um, I'll accept it. If you, if it looks like a bot, I'm pretty much going to de- uh, delete it. Right. 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 <laughs> um, I do have TikTok, of course. Um, that's just at Matt, uh, at big country, Matt Stockdale. There is some clips on there of, uh, wrestling shows. Um, there's a, a clip on there that I think has like, like 400, 500 views of me smashing a little guy um, doing a stinger splash. And then my tag partner, um, Big Haas, coming in and splashing on me. And that is what we call the dead end. I watched that one. <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched it. I, I know the way you're talking about. Our tag name is Country Roads. So what happens if you turn down an old country road? 
a dead end. You meet a dead end. And that's a scary dead end because both of us weigh over 400 pounds. Yeah, because I, I was thinking big country and big hoss. Wow, there's some big dudes. And then when you yeah. did that, like that double stinger splash, I was like, okay, that's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, the funny thing is, is we were sitting there and we was like, man, we don't have no music. Like, what do you want to use? And the only song that could pop in my head was John Denver, Country Roads. Oh, okay. Man, we turned that on and we had a gymnasium, probably with a hundred people singing, take me home, country roads. It was so awesome that night that we got the team. I hope to team with that man in the future. He's He's been a veteran of the business for over 15 years too. So man yeah yeah Joanne, that, yeah i saw that's actually on your facebook page because i was going through your videos and i think it's the very first one yeah um I, yeah that was the july 10th show that was actually the uh last um show that i was actually on so okay um yeah Joel, like, I yeah, got you. That, yeah you gotta go do it yeah do it. I mean, yeah. yeah yeah there um videos um I upload all, I go live on my Facebook page, on my big country page. Um, I talk to promoters before I do get their blessing before I put out their product. Um, but that also gives them exposure too, because people can go and be like, Oh man, I want to go see OCW wrestling. Right. And that's how they can get a hold of tickets and stuff. I mean, um, I have just in the last two weeks from getting tickets from the promoter. I think I've sold almost 30 tickets and most of those, I think I've sold like 10 VIP tickets and those are ringside seats. So. Oh, wow. Uh, so before we wrap this up, do you have any other information, any last words and messages for anybody? Um, I don't think so. Uh, again, if you're in the Kansas area and you're listening to, this podcast, I mean, come check us out. I mean, message me. I'll, I'll shoot you a way that you can find some local independent wrestling. Um, I mean, I'm always seeing this picture on my Facebook and it has a, it has a WWE arena and it says if, uh, well, it has a WWE arena and then it also has a small gymnasium with a ring. And it says, if you can't support me here, and don't support me here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one thing that I've been trying to push on people is you look at guys that's on mainstream television now, they started out just like I did. Just like Absolutely. I did. Yep. Absolutely. Daniel, Daniel Bryan, he, I mean, granted, he was trained by Shawn Michaels, but I mean, he traveled Ring of Honor and all the independent scenes. Adam Cole, um, Moxley. Moxley. Yeah. I mean, Moxley's uh, teaming up with Sammy Callahan to re, um, to do their old tag team up in um, like Des Moines, Iowa um, here within the next like couple months. Him and Sam, Sammy Callahan used to uh, be a tag team. So they're, they're going to tag, I want to say it's against the Wolves. I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah. Against, I saw uh, on Twitter about that. Yeah. Yeah. Against American wolves. So that's going to be a, so again, sorry for my language, a damn good match. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, independent wrestling is still out there. Um, the only thing I can say is be considerate of it all. Um, again, right now we're still going through a, a world, a global pandemic. So if you go up to a ticket booth and it says, please, uh, it's recommended, please wear a mask. Don't fight them. Just wear a mask. Right. Yep. Us wrestlers, we lace up our boots. We put on our gear every weekend, every other weekend, once a month, whatever. So the 200 fans that come and pay to see us can escape what they got going on in their personal life to escape for that two hours. Yep. And and I'll say this right here on the podcast, and I don't know 
when you guys release this. Um, my gear is camouflage. I have camouflage on my gear. I wear the camouflage to pay homage for every man and woman, woman who puts on that uniform every day and gives me We lost you, Matt. Matt, you there? Hey, Matt, are you there? You there? Yes. Can you okay. Uh, yes. The last thing we heard was uh, the men and women who put on the uniform and then we heard gives me, and I can guess what the next word is. Okay. So on my gear, I wear camouflage. And I wear camouflage to pay homage to every man and woman who has put on that uniform to let me do what I do every day. Um, I also change out my laces on my boots to um, represent somebody. Um, I know this um, Saturday night, my sister who's been battling with uh, leukemia, I will be switching my laces from black back to orange for this show. Um, but when I come out, um, you guys are both on TikTok, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, there's a lot of videos going around of using a song called Mr. Red, White, and Blue by Coffee yes. Anderson. Yes, I know it. I am actually going to be coming out to that song this Saturday okay. night. On my big country shirt, on the back of it, it has the 13 names of the men and women that lost their lives in the attack recently. Um, so I'm using that song and I There he is. Now I can hear you. All right. So I've heard all 13 names of the, the, the military folks that lost their lives on the back of my shirt, and I'm paying tribute to them this Saturday. Awesome. So, Oh, Matt, this has been absolutely fantastic. What do you think, Dwayne? This has been amazing, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank well, you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, thank you for accepting the and invitation. Honestly, this is my first time being on a podcast. Oh, Really? <laughs> yeah. So you so, get... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's been great. I mean, we'll definitely yeah. have to have you back on. I Absolutely. Well, I mean, it feels like we made a friend. Yes, I feel the same way. Yeah, and we'll have to tell Big Fat, as you call him, <laughs> you know, well, as, as a million people call him, yeah, but I will have to tell Chris, you know, thank you for uh, actually setting this up as well, because if it weren't for him, and we, we wouldn't have been able to do this. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing because like him and his son will go live and they're like, by God, it's Matt, by God, Stockdale. And it, <laughs> and it, and it makes my wife just laugh. And then another person that gives me a shout out when I watch her Twitch is former WWF women's champion and WWE hall of famer Medusa. Oh, wow. um, she'll see, she'll see that I come in her Twitch and she's like, what's up big country. And she <laughs> actually, um, told me and my wife, congratulations on getting married. So that was real. That's cool. amazing. That's so oh, awesome, man. And so. yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Matt. And we really, you know, wish you all the best, man. Cause you definitely deserve it. Cause everything that you've done, everything, I mean, just the experience alone that you've told us. And I felt like I have learned just so much. Me too. And just, it's just been like, what, maybe an hour. And we've just, yeah. I've just been sitting here just, what, what? And okay, okay. And I can look at Dwayne's face too. I haven't seen him yeah. this excited in, in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and I mean, just like I said, my wife knew nothing about wrestling. Um, she went, um, I wrestled for a company called Gladius Arena Wrestling back in September of 2020 um, under a different gimmick. And I came out from up underneath the ring and the girl in the front row was like, what the? F 
and shouted out the F word. And it was so funny because I got that genuine crowd reaction that you didn't know who it was, but my wife was at the time, my girlfriend, she was just like, that was so cool. And to see, and my wife loves to see me now interact with fans and to see those <laughs> smiles um, just lights up their world. So. so oh, wow. So yeah, definitely let us know how it goes. We will, uh, we will have to schedule another interview, man. Cause I, I can see this being like a regular, just giving us updates. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would yeah, love so. to. But until we meet again, my friend, uh, God bless you. God bless you, Dwayland, and we'll be talking. Yes, All sir. Right. God bless you guys. Man.